Hello, this is the Binge 10. I'm Larry Goldman, and here's what was good to watch last week and what you should be watching next week on many of the main channels. Um, there was a few premieres last week, and I tried to catch as many of them as I could. Um, start with the best one. So, Frayed came out on HBO Max last week, another British show. Um, both Peacock and HBO Max really diving into the British catalog to get their network started. Um, uh, Frayed, it's the story of a wealthy woman whose husband dies, leaves her penniless and disgraced. So she moves back to her parents' place in Australia. Um, we've seen this story before, but this is a comedy and it's pretty hysterical. Uh, the woman, uh, Simone, or Samantha, as she's sometimes known, She's been lying to everyone about everything, her kids, her family, her employer, the estate of her husband, and she just keeps getting caught in lie after lie after lie. Uh, it's that dry British sense of humor, but everyone is is funny in the show. Her, her boss, Chris, both the kids are funny, Lenny and Tess. The next her neighbor's funny. Most importantly, her brother's really funny. I'm highly recommending Frayed. On Quibi is Fugitive. Um, as far as I can tell, this isn't a, a derivation of the TV series or the movie, but it is called Fugitive. Uh, so a guy is mistakenly uh, identified as setting off a bomb on a train in Los Angeles. So he's marked as a terrorist, and hence he becomes a fugitive, as you might guess. But guess who's hunting him? It's Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, basically playing the role we want him to play, you know, some manifestation of the 24 character. Um, he has a bunch of cheesy one-liners and tough guy sayings, um, but I just can't help myself. I like this show a lot. I recommend Fugitive. Um, I think uh, it's got more episodes uh, all of this week and maybe a little bit into next week. Remember in Quibi, it comes out every single day. Um, the Good Fight on CBS All Access. Uh, uh, the new season of Good Fight has been out for a while on CBS All Access. And I reviewed a couple episodes back in March, but I got another free month on CBS Access. I can't pay for it because there's barely anything on this channel, except for those uh, Star Trek series, uh, uh, Picard and Discovery, which are pretty good. Um, the show is still very much in the same vein as Good Wife. The show is light. Though they try to tackle some big issues like race and power of the rich. But basically, it's a pretty light show with some good characters and some decent court scenes. It's okay. I give it an okay. Um, Get Even came out on Netflix. This is a young adult show about a group of teenage girls who plot little revenge schemes against kids that deserve it at their school. It's about cliques and subcliques and bullying, and you root for the revenge to always work. This was a little too young adult for me, uh, so I had trouble watching it. Uh, but I guess if you have girls, probably in their early teens, this would be a big, big hit. Um, finally, watched Hitman on Peacock. Yes, it's British. A uh, half an hour comedy about two middle-aged women who are indeed Hitmen. The show has some pretty decent laughs. Uh, the first episode had them kidnapping a guy so he couldn't testify. And the show revolves around them driving around London with a guy who has a bag over his head. Uh, pretty decent stuff. I'll probably 
finish this season. It goes in the okay to decent category. Uh, so what are the series that you should watch? This is far and few between right now. Uh, we talked about The Fugitive at number nine. I don't even have 10 this week. Uh, eight, Game On, a game show, still pretty good stuff. Number seven, Nosferatu. We had some action this week. I thought Bing was actually going to kill uh, Banks, uh, but the kid Wayne saved him. I didn't understand that at all, uh, but uh, that's what happened. Perry Mason, number four. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped one. Number five, Tacoma FD. This week they have twins in DNA testing, but you got to watch the show after the show uh, with Kevin and Steve. This is a great show all around. And uh, their, their live show after the show uh, called Talk Coma uh, is even better. So Tacoma FD can't recommend it enough. Probably the funniest thing I'm watching right now. The Frayed was also very, very good. Number four, as I mentioned, Perry Mason. Perry doesn't give up. He's going to try to get his uh, client off the hook for the murder of her child. He's getting close. He's starting to win some people over. Um, I'm not sure if this week is the season finale or next week, but we're getting close. Uh, number three, I May Destroy You. It was a Halloween episode this week. We still have several weeks left. I can't stop watching it. Um, though this week was a little bit uh, confusing, uh, where she really uh, pisses off a lot of her friends, but they come back to her. Um, every show is extremely interesting, extremely controversial, uh, really pushing uh, the limits on uh, uh, you know most of it around uh, sexual assault and uh, uh, the women that go through it. Um, number two, Alienist. Uh, they've been doing two episodes a week, so I see, I think they finished this weekend. Story is really, really great on this one. Some twists, some turns, some turns, some good bad guys. Uh, and I think we are getting to the end. And number one, of course, is Doom Patrol. Go, go, Doom Patrol. Um, but what could you binge if you don't like the series that are out? And there's not that many great ones. What could you binge? Um, and I bumped a bunch of shows here this week just to get some new ones on the list. So I've got number 10, and I'm not sure I, I reviewed the end of a lot of these. So number 10 I have is Capture. Capture was great. It's about technology that can fake videos. Um, and when people really trust videos, um, what do you do when the video is fake? Um, and so it's about MI6 and, and the CIA and the FBI using fake video to frame, albeit criminals, they're using fake evidence for it. So it's good stuff. Tease it up for a great season two. Number nine, Deadwind. This is the finished show. I finally got through the first season. It's a lot of episodes. It's 12. The second season is only eight. Uh, and it's all subtitled, so it does take a little while to get through. Really good crime drama. Uh, it, it keeps sending you down. Uh, little roads that don't end up in the right place uh, until you get to the end. You don't really know the whole story. Uh, number eight, we talked about Frayed. Number seven was Search Party. So this is a half an hour comedy that kind of switches off between some really, really out of control zany characters and then throws in some really dark parts of, well, basically the whole season was about 
you know, uh, being on trial for murder. Um, and then this has a really dark ending. So get to the end of it. It goes fast. Only 30 minutes. Number six was Brave New World. Interesting show. Science fiction. Dystopian. Um, uh, even utopian about the world with no feelings. Uh, you know, no monogamy. No family. And then things just turn upside down in the last two episodes. Some of it I don't totally understand. And even trying to read a few things on the internet, nobody understands a little bit where this went. They have teed this one up for a second season, um, and I'll be interested in watching it, but it's solid. Number five was Intelligence with David Schwimmer. Uh, they have a little twist at the end too, but this is a 100% comedy, uh, and it's a great one. Glad to see David Schwimmer doing some really excellent stuff. Number four is Absentia. I know I talked about that one, uh, U.S.-based crime drama. Number three is kind of the British companion to Absentia. Two badass cops in both those shows taking out criminals. Number two, I got to leave in dark. Can't leave it off the list. But number one, uh, I'm, my favorite right now, Umbrella Academy. It really, it, it begins strong. The middle is strong. The end is strong. I wish they toned down the tri time travel just a little bit. Uh, but it's all good. And can't wait for another season. Uh, just really, really all around good show. Not too time travel -y, Not too superhero-y. Uh, just the right amounts. Um, now, that doesn't mean, you know, that you shouldn't watch some of the stuff I've been talking about for weeks. Space Force and Hannah, uh, Bosch, Warrior Nun, Cursed, uh, White Line, Snowpiercer. You know, there's a lot of good stuff to binge out there. Uh, and you can see some of the older podcasts uh, if you're interested. Uh, most recently, Die Hard on, on uh, Quibi. Uh, new this coming week, not a ton, but there is some stuff coming on. Showtime's got a new show coming out on Sunday called We Hunt Together. Um, comedy on Apple TV comes out uh, next Friday uh, called Ted Lasso. Uh, Lovecraft Country comes out a week from Sunday. And Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix also comes out uh, uh, next Friday as well. I should mention that Lovecraft Country uh, on HBO, uh, that's a, that's a uh, collaboration between J.J. Abrams um, uh, and Jordan Peele. Uh, so um, looking really, really forward to that one. Um, uh, I didn't do any movies of the week last week, so I quadrupled down this week. Saw a bunch of stuff this week, and I'll share it with you. So first of all, the Go-Go's documentary on Showtime. Uh, so first off, if you're a fan of the Go-Go's, you should watch this. Uh, but it is a pretty straightforward, kind of behind-the-music type of documentary. It goes through the life of the band's history chronologically. Uh, definitely not the creativity we saw in the Beastie Boys documentary. And they also kept it pretty PG, uh, kind of like the Queen biopic. The Go-Go's were anything but PG. It was a wild group of girls. Uh, and though they do talk about doing some drugs and having a good time, they really don't get into the darker part of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, which was the Go-Go's. Um, regardless, the Go-Go's were a breakthrough band. I was a fan. Uh, I, I did enjoy this documentary. I thought it was okay. Uh, and they did come out with a new single on July 30th. It's called Club Zero. It's pretty good. It's Go-Go's. Um, 
another movie I watched, Wasp Network with Penelope Cruz. This is on Netflix. Really, really interesting movie about Cuba, the people fighting to free the people of Cuba, and those fighting to keep Cuba just the way it is. This goes back to the 1990s. So basically what you've got, you've got Cubans in Miami trying to free Cuba, help people defect from Cuba, causing a ruckus within Cuba to stop tourists from going to Cuba. But then you also have the perspective of communist Cubans who view these people as terrorists. And they see U.S. as harboring terrorists. Much like we would accuse of Pakistan or, or Afghanistan of doing. So it's a real thoughtful show. And I'm still not sure what point of the view, point of view you're supposed to take on this one. I get the sense that they want to actually make you feel sympathetic for communist Cuba. Uh, or maybe they just want you to make you think. So I really like this movie. Highly recommending it. This is the Wasp Network. Uh, another documentary on Netflix, Supercubers. So this is a documentary uh, about the competitive speed Rubik's Cube culture and environment. So this is how fast can you complete a Rubik's Cube? How fast can you com complete three in a row? How fast can you complete one with one hand? There's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, it's really amusing. It's really entertaining. At its heart, uh, it's a show about the friendship uh, between an Australian named Felix, who originally set a lot of the world records. Uh, and it's about his friendship with a guy named uh, Max, uh, who is autistic, uh, who starts breaking all of his records. Uh, and it shows their fall as, as new kids start beating them in competition. So in a documentary world where we've got things like, you know, the Tiger King and Don't Fuck With Cats and all the very serious uh, things that are going on out there, this is a feel-good show. I'm highly recommending Supercubers. Finally, the last one is The Mayor of Rush Street. So this is on the Marquee Network. That's the Chicago Cubs' new cable and app. Uh, they created a documentary about Harry Carey. Uh, this is basically a documentary about a 60-plus-year-old kid who loves baseball and live life to the fullest. If you grew up with Harry Carey in the 80s and 90s and beyond, you will laugh your way through this documentary. The show lives like Harry Carey lived. It wasn't trying to solve the world's problems. It's just trying to have a little fun and a few drinks with America's pastime, baseball. Uh, I don't exactly know how you can see this show without the Marquee Network or paying for the app, especially if you're not in Chicago. But if you've got a friend with a password, log in, check out the mayor of Rush Street. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, as far as all-time binges go, I'm going to double down and re-recommend you to watch Umbrella Academy Season 1. I just really like this show quite a bit. Larry Goldman signing off with The Binge Tag.